Hello, everyone. This is Liberty Vernal, and welcome to the production podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Miguel Tapia. He is not only an incredible human, <laughs> but Miguel and I met, which is crazy to say, almost two years ago, literally because of COVID. Um, he is a location manager and is just a master of his craft and has so much incredible experience to talk about and share. Miguel, welcome to the production podcast, first of all. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. And Miguel, your bio, seriously, what you worked on, I just have Googled the heck out of you. And <laughs> it's so incredible. I know oh, I won't thanks. do it justice. Yes, so please keep going. Please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, to kick it off, actually, could you share more of what you've done? I know you know, you tend to be a more behind the scenes person, but it's mm -hmm. your chance yeah. to, you know, share what you've done. You've done some movies, you've done TV shows, you just wrapped yeah. on one. Can you share more about your experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, um, I love doing what I do, but I didn't, I didn't actually start off as a location manager or working in locations. I, um, I think like many people, we, um, who, who have this dream of working in entertainment, you don't know exactly what it is you want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. you come out here with this goal of just, I'm going to get in. And that, that was sort of how I approached my career. And I, I moved out here um, after graduating college. And um, I started working actually as a set lighting technician. Oh, wow. And that was kind of the track that I was steaming to go for a while and I uh, and eventually got into the union actually got into the union um, into 728 here in California mm -hmm. very quickly um, after kind of starting that trajectory and I stayed doing that for like a few years um, but during that same that, that period I had kind of tested the waters and had done a couple gigs doing location management and that's sort of so I always had that experience in the, in, in the back of my mind. And at some point when the opportunity uh, became available to me um, to start doing location management, I, I took it and ran with it and kind of haven't looked back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty common story in the industry where someone begins yeah. doing one thing and it mm -hmm. evolves into other things. Yeah, I think it's, it's great because you get to as an electrician i didn't even know about location managers like i, mm -hmm. I don't even remember if i ever in, you know interacted with the location department or something or the location manager when i was doing the set lighting work because it felt it's like it was to me it was odd um that my knowledge of that department was like pretty much zero until <laughs> i actually worked in locations yeah <laughs> even while yep. we in the industry so it was even more so interesting because of that, that I, uh, um, but it, it, it was just like kismet. I, yep. I fell into, into the set lighting world, which to me actually was what led me to my experience as a set lighting um, technician and in working with some of the companies that I've been working with really actually allowed me and gave me the access to try out and have an opportunity to be a location. And so it was, it's all very connected. It, it, you know, one thing led to the other for sure. And 
I, I I'm sure other people can share in that experience but for mm-hmm. me it was always about I just want an experience and whatever I can learn I can learn and 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 you know being exposed to other departments maybe I can see what direction I want to go and um it just sort of fell into place. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that it, it's that's so awesome. And it seems to me, just from my observations, mm-hmm. um, your knowledge of what the electricians are doing and the lighting is helpful for choosing locations because you know what needs to happen, right? You know, 100, 100%. And not just in, in picking locations, just in dealing with, you know, having an understanding of what that job entails and mm-hmm. the, the labor involved. And I mean... It's been a long time, so I'm not going to pretend to know <laughs> some of the things I knew, you know, 15 years ago. Right. <laughs> I know things change. And it's technology crazy. changes and yes. there's advancements in that. Now we're in the LED world where we were still dealing with a, a lot of film mm-hmm. back, back when I started. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is interesting how much it informs my job as a location manager and I will say I always have a little bit of a soft soft spot for the set lighting department because <laughs> I, I bet the struggles <laughs> I bet oh my gosh and actually the last set that I was on that you were part of the mm-hmm. lighting was a really big deal for that particular day yes. and that shoot yeah. and I just I was feeling for everybody on that one <laughs> Wait, which like, one was dang. what day was that that was, so it was the second to last shooting day and it was in the neighborhood where the idea was lights were going out. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was such, um, talk about like an experience, you know, that was interesting because I'm glad you got to see that actually. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go because I had, um, tested positive for COVID that week. <gasps> oh and no. so I was in quarantine that week. Um, oh my I gosh! Had, I had consistently been testing every day, and yeah. my tests were coming out negative. So I, I, I suspect it was a false positive. Okay. But that being said, I couldn't be on set, so I couldn't even see it. But the um, that talk about a synergy between locations and mm-hmm. and set lighting. That scene could only work in it, in the in the mind of the the DP. That scene only worked if he was able to get access to all those houses that he had access to yes some level of control to all those houses and for me it's uncommon to be in a neighborhood we're dealing with the public and to be able to get you know 10 I think it was 10 or 14 houses to all agree to letting us put lights inside their homes I know or control their lights or or some some manner of access Um, So that the DP can achieve this look that normally, Liberty, this is something you would do on a back lot. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. It was crazy to see it was actually being done with real homes. No, this is real people. You're knocking on doors. And we're in a neighborhood where there's a big language barrier because um, uh, that was in in Temple City. And Temple City has a a large Asian community. Um, A lot of... um, Chinese and they speak multiple dialects of of the language and so there's Mandarin and Cantonese and so we were dealing with language barriers and trying to get folks to agree <laughs> to letting us inside their homes for you know, evening. Yes, so, I re- I recall having to knock on some doors myself and yes. deal with the same yeah. situation and it was 
Interesting. And that's something I think, you know, you think of a location manager in my mind, when I first met you and started learning more, I did not picture a scenario like that even being a thing. Like I was like, oh, how cool you go and you find these locations and it, you know, but there's so many little details and things to think through. And like you said, dealing with the public and you're using locations that are, are there. It's real. It's real life. (laughs) That needs to be turned into a set. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be ter- exa- basically, yeah, we basically turned that neighborhood into that yeah, lot, the which... whole neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> so it was yes. a lot. Of, it was um, it was a lot of work. Um, but again, it was an interesting synergy because the the only way we were going to shoot there was if we could get the set lighting department what they were, what he was asking for. Wow. Otherwise, you know, they said, "Well, we're going to have to do this somewhere else, or we're going to have to." shoot this another day or you know there was that possibility that was hanging over that location if we were not able to get the houses they needed Mm -hmm. um, to do what they wanted to do then you know so very it's not it's not common but I love a challenge personally for me things like that I'm like okay great that's what you that's yes this should be shot on a back lot but for whatever reason this is where we're at and a challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and achieved, you know, I and mean, that achieved. was incredible yes. to yes. see. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot through working with you and working yeah. with, you know, others, both, you know, with producers and directors and location managers, and it's, it's literally magic. And I think I yeah. end up using that word in almost every podcast episode when I speak to people, because mm-hmm. you, you do create magic and, yeah. every sense of the word and mm-hmm. i i applaud you because i could never do what you do <laughs> well i think one thing it's that you amazing. and i share is that we're invested in what we do and your yes. you all have been from from you know the moment you and i connected initially yeah it, be, it became clear that you are invested and care about what you do and so Thank i you. think i think a lot of the people who are in this industry want to do this work however painstakingly Mm -hmm. difficult or stressful it can be at times um no matter how much of a test it can be on you know your (laughs) your emotions um (laughs) yeah you you wake up and you still want to do that work and I think that's because you care about the work you do and so um I think there's there's one connection that we can that we share is that we care about what we do. And I think it's, I think that's important to be able to, to being successful absolutely in, in any area of this industry or really in any industry. <laughs> absolutely. No, you, you echo what many say that that one common thread between everyone is really wanting to be there even on long days, even, mm-hmm. you know, when people start in, you know, assistant level position yeah. and they may be underpaid, they don't care. Like, right. no, you know, exactly. no one, because they want to be there. They want to grow and learn yeah. and connect. Do you, do you know, by first, now granted, this was um, some time ago. So inflation, yes. know, inflation into account. But my very first job as a location manager, I was getting paid a thousand dollars a week. Oh, my um, God. Living, living in L.A., which, you know, listen, for me, I was like, oh, my God, I'm making a thousand dollars. Yes. I can pay my rent this month. Because, you know, <laughs> you, know yes. you're, 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 you have roommates. And so, so it helped a lot. Yeah. For me. Yep. But, you know, it it was a lot of work and I, it was, it was me in a department of like maybe one other person. And, wow. but, um, it was something I just enjoyed doing and I just got a 
I don't know. You, just, I don't know how to explain the the adrenaline rush or the excitement that you get from doing the work and then seeing it actually be executed. You know, yeah. when you're in the, you're standing in the middle of, of an intersection that you just closed down. Like, <laughs> there's a you know, there's a little bit of an ego boost. <laughs> yeah, that but, makes sense. Yeah. Totally reasonable. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's exciting to be like, wow, I just did that. I mean my team we collectively collectively were able to achieve it but you know that you're you're this production is standing here right now in this intersection because of the work you and your team did yeah and to me that's incredibly exciting <laughs> incredibly well and miguel you've done it i mean i i'm not sure exactly how much you want to share some you know i oh. again i know everyone like there's different levels of how much people want to share but yeah. I know there's like name dropping. It's not name dropping. I just want to share because I'm always so proud of you. Like you've worked on some big things. Like you're not like a location know. manager for small productions. Can you like brag a little bit about <laughs> what you've worked well, on or someone can look up your IMDb. So just share. <laughs> um, well, I will... I'm not super good with bragging about myself, but I know, what I but will say is it's your chance. <laughs> I, what I love about the productions I've worked on is they've allowed me to have access to experiences that I can't replicate um, outside of this industry. Um, yeah. I want, you know, one of those experiences for me was working on fast eight. Um, so cool. I'd worked, on, I'd worked on fast and furious seven and they brought um, the location manager and I was an assistant at the time they had brought mm-hmm. the location manager back to do Fast and Furious 8 or Furious 8. I don't even know what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They all have like kind of different yeah. names now, but yeah. Well, my uh, husband, Ryan, who you know, is a huge is he, fan. Oh my God, yeah. Well, like huge. <laughs> so for me, like, I'm not necessarily, you know, the biggest fan of the movies, but mm-hmm. I, the fact that I was able to go and work in Cuba for four, four and Amazing. a half months, mm-hmm. um, I will never be able to like, experience something like that ever again wow like that was just a one-time experience that was incredible and so i'll brag about that okay <laughs> I'll brag okay that I had an experience that was unique and that Very. i know nobody else will be able to replicate yeah but you know i've I, i've enjoyed working on that movie but i've also wor- enjoyed working on like bad mom's christmas <laughs> <laughs> well know? i think and... i called you because i was on an airplane and oh, we were watching, watching the credits <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh, Miguel. That's like, right. There's like, yeah, I think it might've just come out at that time. Or something. Yes. But, yeah. Something. So, I don't know how me, long it had been. Ex- we were that, so me, excited. Exciting is that yes. like, I enjoyed working on that show too, even though it was a smaller production, it doesn't have the same recognition, same recognition as say hunger games mm-hmm. or, or euphoria, which we're working on now mm-hmm. or just wrapping up now. And so I think that's, to me, I, I don't, I don't necessarily chase a title. I don't, yeah. I don't do this work to chase notoriety. Um, I do it to chase the thrill of the work, like I, I was referencing before. So that's why I really enjoyed working on these big car movies and action movies, because that that kind of hits that, um, that part of me that really wants to do well and do the undoable or achieve the undoable <laughs> and so yeah I do enjoy working on those but I also love working on the, the smaller things like I, I loved 42 that was such a great experience mm-hmm. for me too like you know as a as um 
as a person of color, for me, mm-hmm. it that was a, such an incredible story to tell and to be associated with and, and to be a part of the history. But also, like, The Hunger Games is great because I was a fan of the books and to be, you know, part of that um, yeah. is incredible. So, um, wow. So you get different things from different productions. You know, there's a different kind of emotional connection that you have. Yes. Um, to each experience. So. Wow. Miguel, it's so cool. And yeah. for someone listening right now who is saying, wow, along with me, or they're, you know, yeah. they may even be dreaming of particularly, you know, uh, your same role that you've, you know, evolved yeah. into, um, whether it's getting to the industry as a whole, or even specifically mm-hmm. a location manager, what is your best advice? What is my best advice is, <laughs> is to be willing, you know, be willing to sacrifice a little bit because mm-hmm. if you want something, you want something really bad, then you're going to have to give something of yourself in order to achieve it. Right. Yeah. And, um, and if you're willing to do that, then you know, you really, this is the right space for you. So as I say, be willing to sacrifice, sacrifice that may be sacrificing time. That may be, mm-hmm. that may be uh, make, take, making a decision that financially is not that great, <laughs> but <laughs> that may lead to um, a long, uh, may have a longer term impact on your trajectory and your goals. So mm-hmm. I, I say be willing to make tough decisions um, that, uh, that you may not, that may be, I don't know how to say it, that may be uh, other folks would say, well, no, that's a terrible idea. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> you <laughs> clearly do this job because it pays more money. I'm like, no, but there's an opportunity here for me to work with someone or to gain this experience or, yes. or which, whichever. Um, so, yeah, I would say one of the things people want to sacrifice. And if you want to get into that industry, don't don't take no for an answer, but also don't get frustrated by no's and don't get get down on you. If it doesn't seem like it's working out. Also be be willing to explore other areas you know if you think that you want to be a director maybe you really don't maybe you want to be a dp and and if um uh, but also you know like me i didn't know location management management existed when it was during this industry <laughs> right be open to the fact that there may be another place for you you know i wanted to direct when i was a kid because i saw star wars and i was just mm-hmm. like enamored with movie making at that point I was like this is what I want to do I want to be a director but as I grew and I matured and then I I, I realized I'm not sure if that's the space for me mm-hmm. and then as I got into this industry I, I I realized even more I'm like I don't know that that's what I want to, I know that's not what I want to do but let me try a few different things so I did and I think being exposed to to being in set lighting and then eventually uh, getting into location management I saw everything else and I decided this is what I want to do. So I was, but I was open to it. I was open to all of it. I said, right now I'm a set lighting technician tomorrow. I could be a camera assistant. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. And that stay open and be willing to sacrifice for, for what it is that you want. And I think those are two really important pieces of advice. Even it's in general, I think in anything someone wants to do, but I think Mm -hmm. most mostly in this industry because so many people want to do it right like there is Mm -hmm. that element of it's something more people than average want to do and it's but it's small and there's not that many positions (laughs) yeah it's a small community so 
Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more, um, based on what I've seen and I I've seen you do it, you know, and it's just been the last few years getting to know you, I was going to ask you all these questions about COVID, but forget about that. That's boring. We don't want to talk about COVID. No, I think just your experience overall has been wonderful to share. And somehow I do feel like we could talk for three hours. We're probably oh. already nearing the end of our time, which I really I know. don't want to be. I don't want to cut you short. I think I'm going to have to have you back on the podcast oh my gosh. <laughs> and ask that you looks... more questions. That would be awesome. Of course. But is, of there, course. is there anything else, Miguel, that you would want to share with someone listening? Um, you know, any, any more advice or just anything, whatever's on top of your mind to share? Um. You know, I probably should have said this first, and maybe I think I kind of alluded to it, but just love what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you love what you do, then none of the other stuff is gonna gonna factor in your decision, your career decisions. You know, I work long hours. I work probably, you know, when when we're shooting, I probably work somewhere between sixty and eighty hours a week. I don't mm. always get paid for all those hours. Right. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Uh, it can be very stressful. I, when we're in production on certain shows, I don't really have a whole lot of a personal life. So, right. So these things are sounding like not so great. Yeah. But I love what I do so much that I don't necessarily am not bothered by any of that. So just make sure you love what you're doing. And if you love what you're doing, then none of, you know what? you'll forget about that. You'll finish the show and you'll think that was such a great experience. I learned so much and um, you'll, you'll pick up the next phone. You'll pick up the phone for the next call and, and be ready do to do it play. all again. Yeah. And do it all over again. So <laughs> well, then that's the whole sure, idea. Sure you love that what you're doing, you know, and if yes. you don't love it, then, then you're not going to be able to tolerate the schedule. Well, no. And for, exactly. And, and this our life, it's livelihood. It's life. Jobs right. for most people are what yeah, we don't spend do the most the time doing. Do not do it for yeah. the money. Do if it for the do happiness. This, yeah, if you're doing this for the money, you're in the wrong space. Totally. I, you know? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> agree. That's great. That's amazing. Miguel, yeah. if someone wants to follow you, do you post at all? Are you a social media person? I, Is um, there... I did get off social media during the pandemic. However, I still have an Instagram account okay. because I'm associated with a an organization called the Location Managers Guild International, which which is a community of location managers from all over the world, as you know. Yes, Um, yes. So that's probably the only reason I'm on Instagram. Uh, And so you can follow me at um, miggy.tapia. That's M-I-G-G-Y dot tapia on Instagram. And uh, that's that's actually pretty much it. I do have a Twitter, but I don't tweet. Um, (laughs) well that's fine i mean you're too busy doing this job that you love so that makes sense so you'll see a lot of photos of my dogs uh, (laughs) and uh it's either photos of my dogs or photos of like work we're doing on location so it's one of the two things we'll see yeah (laughs) that's awesome that's so awesome well if anyone would like to follow miguel that is his instagram i'll also put it into the podcast the you know boarding here so someone wants to follow you but miguel i just appreciate you so much and taking the time to share with us today that was thank you for having me this is really great i always uh, love sharing 
you know, stories of the job and ex- my experience. So thank you so much for having us. Thanks for, for doing this podcast. And thank I, you. Keep, keep going at it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Well, we will. It's, it's slowly but surely growing and we just started it and we'll see where it goes. And just like you, you know, it makes us happy. We love it. And no, that's the whole idea. That's it. Um, that's awesome. It. Miguel. Well, it's been another episode of the production podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. And Miguel, you're definitely coming back on to share more. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. All right. Everyone listening. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. We want to connect with you. Please find us on Instagram at production underscore magazine or email us podcast at productionmagazineonline.com. Magazine to launch soon. Stay tuned.